This is Johan White in Maryland, and I'm joined today by Karen Hurt, former Verizon Wireless executive, I would say super executive, leading a sales team with $1.5 billion in revenue. She is author of Winning Well, a manager's guide to getting results without losing your soul. Thank you for signing my coffee, Karen. <laughs> oh, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> and Karen was recently named among Inc. Magazine's top 100 great leadership speakers and American Management Association's 50 leaders to watch. You're a marathoner, a yogi, and a mother. Karen, you're a walking powerhouse. I'm so happy and honored <laughs> to be talking with you. Oh, uh, thank you. Great. I want to go straight to your book, uh, Winning Well, A Manager's Guide to Getting Results Without Losing Your Soul. It's a very candid self-check inventory, literally too, with self-reflection action items at the end of each chapter. Karen, what motivated you to write this book? You know, uh, both my co-author and I, David Dye, uh, we each have 20 years of uh, management experience uh, and have lived through so many of the scenarios uh, that we talk about in the book. And we really were committed to making life easier. Um, we know that it is very, very possible to get very strong results that last mm -hmm. and not lose your soul in the process. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're really focused on, to letting people know not only is it possible and proving that it's possible by sharing both our examples and the examples of people that we're now working with in our consulting practices, but also to provide very practical tools and techniques mm -hmm. to help them achieve that. Great. And from reading your book, I could tell that it's experiences that you've lived and your co-author David have lived and the stories and the anecdotes that you use in your book are very relatable and it's a very easy read. Uh, Karen, oh, you know, one of the things it took me a while to figure out is that being a manager, even a good manager, does not equate to being a good leader. Leadership is the ability to influence and to inspire people to take action. And management is concerned with the day-to-day -day operations of an organization. In your book, you write about different types of managers or management styles. What kinds of managers? For example, I love the anecdotes and how you describe uh, some of these types. One of them you mentioned is the user manager, in which you, you say their meetings are often one-way information dumps with requests for input met with silence. What kinds of management styles and managers are there, Karen? Yeah, so in Winning Well, we talk about four, four manager types, and it's all based on our Winning Well model. I'm saying that to be a Winning Well manager, you mm -hmm. need to balance uh, confidence, having an audacious vision, um, you know, being willing to set clear expectations, holding people accountable, be a very, very, be very confident to show up as a strong leader with a clear vision, but coupled with the humility to surround yourself with people who will cha uh, challenge you, and we call that channel challengers, mm -hmm. um, to own the ugly, uh, to really uh, take a look at what's not working with your own leadership style or in the business, and uh, and, and to really know where you're vulnerable and, and to embrace that. So it's balancing confidence and humility on one continuum, and that's really the internal focus. Mm -hmm. And then the external focus uh, balancing results and relationships. And so results, you know, setting clear expectations, holding people accountable. Uh, so we call that committing with clarity. 
And then relationships, really uh, working to trust the people in the trenches and uh, to build genuine connection with the human beings that you're working with. Uh And when you can get all that together, that's what we call a winning law manager, when all that's in balance. But when any of one of those aspects get out of balance, that's where these other management types come in. So the user manager that you're talking about Mm -hmm. is somebody who is overly focused on results at the expense of relationship, Mm -hmm. overly confident without bringing the necessary humility in. And that's where you see these user behaviors, people who will leave a string of bodies along the way. Yeah, they may, the results may go up for a minute, but they won't last Mm -hmm. because they don't have the hearts and minds of people that are working with them. Um, another manager type we talk about is the pleaser manager, and that's where they're overly focused on relationships at the expense of results, so focused on being liked um, and pleasing everybody that they're not willing to take the hard stands or perhaps give the tough feedback that needs to happen. Um, and they may be overly focused on humility um, at the expense of confidence. And so that's where you see these pleaser types. And it's interesting, as in the research that we're doing mm-hmm. um, through our self-assessment, which people can actually do online for free at our website, uh, winningwellbook.com, uh, you, we are finding that so many people are showing up with these pleaser tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes people who they say, my boss is a jerk, it's actually not that they're showing up as a user. It's that they're just trying so hard to please everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you're, they're not doing what needs to be done for the people or for the business. And then we have the gamer type, which is when everything's out of balance. You're not really confident. You're not really humble. You're not really focused on results or relationships. You're just in self-preservation mode. And unfortunately, in every organization we work with, we're running into people who have these gamer tendencies, um, and they're just out for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that can be very, very toxic for an organization. Yes. In fact, in your book of the gamer type, or you know what some people may call the schemer type, you mm-hmm. you say of these managers, they manipulate the people around them in a warped game of who will be the last one voted off the island. That's a very yes. apt description of that type of uh, style. And you know the attributes or the the skills that you pointed out, being confident and balancing that with humility, but also being results-driven and holding yourself as a manager or as a leader and your team members accountable, but also, importantly, maintaining those relationships and being honest with each other and open and having an open line of communication. That's the formula that will lead to the winner type of manager, the winning manager of which you described, maintaining high expectations for results in a supportive environment where people are allowed to grow and to take healthy risks and can expect frank feedback and opportunities for growth. So those are are very apt descriptions. I think you very skillfully dissected the types of management styles and leadership styles. And I think doing that personal assessment is an important way to find out about yourself and to make adjustments. Yes. One of the most important messages from your book has to do with the observation that quite commonly great people, talented people, find themselves in the wrong roles or the wrong jobs, jobs that kill their ambition. You know, they're rationalized by saying, well, you know, I have the kids or I have a family to feed or they don't want to hurt someone's feelings or 
they're afraid of failing if they try to start their own businesses. What would you say, Karen, are at least three most important core principles or foundational principles that we would be beneficial in getting out of that rut or preventing one from getting themselves in that rut in the first place? I know your response will, of course, include some of the the tenets that you outlined um, initially. Yeah, it's interesting because one of the things we talk about a lot in my keynotes is, you know, the toughest conversation that you need to have is usually with yourself uh-huh. and really being honest with yourself. Um, and when people are afraid, I, I see this so often and it makes it breaks my heart, honestly, where people are afraid to, it's a lack of confidence. Uh-huh. And so they stay in roles that are not challenging them, that are not energizing them, and are not exciting them. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I work, do a lot of work with call centers, and I see a lot of really bright people, and they're going to school, and they're getting their master's degree, mm-hmm. and they're still on the phone. And I, I say, well, are you interested in being a manager, or are you interested in doing something else? And like, yeah, but this one's safe. This feels safe. You know, mm-hmm. I know I can do this. And so I would encourage people to take some risks. I always say, if you don't feel like you've jumped out of an airplane uh, recently, <laughs> you probably, you know, you, you probably need a new challenge of some sort. And um, so that's that's the first thing is to, 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 to it's okay to take some risks. And you can, I mean, you're going to make some mistakes and to not beat yourself up. Have the same level of compassion for yourself for the mistakes that you make um, as you would for somebody on your team. Um, I actually just recently wrote an article about that. It got a lot of attention, and I think it's a lot of us are feel that way. Because I always say, you know, as an entrepreneur now, um, you know, and I worked for people for 20 years, and now I'm my own boss. And mm-hmm. I am the toughest boss I've ever worked for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so have have the same level of compassion. and Say, yeah, I screwed up. What did I learn? That would be the next thing. So start with confidence and let yourself... Be, let it be okay to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I would say is surround yourself with the right people, mm-hmm. the people who will inspire you and challenge you, find mentors, find um, peers that you that you trust and can collaborate with. Um, you know, we talk about a lot about prioritizing your peers. I think it's very easy to prioritize your boss, mm-hmm. very easy to prioritize your team, and often the people we ignore the most are our peers. And they can are in the position to be extremely helpful in terms of sharing the best practices and helping one another. Um, in building my business, I will tell you it is the collaboration um, that I have now with my co-author, uh, but also um, you know with people really around the world who are are aligned with the message and the work that we're doing. Um, we're actually headed out to get to go to Malaysia to spread the word about winning well in the spring. Oh, and it's because of a strategic partnership we built with somebody that we met online. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another. And we care about his message, and he cares about our message. And, you know, so if you are open to possibilities like that, it's amazing what can surface. Absolutely. You know, Karen, you definitely walk the walk, and you've written so well. I love your style of writing in your book. It's a very easy read. It's a kind of book that you can read over and over again, go back to a relevant chapter. And as you, you pointed out, it's it's a it facilitates a very candid assessment of of yourself. It's a look in the mirror to see, okay, 
the the fault or the the fault line is on this side and I need to work on that but it also helps you to identify um, or be able to help other people around you to grow I love the suggestions that you made on my last question about you know having confidence knowing what you're about and knowing your your strengths and your weaknesses and taking risks stepping outside of your comfort zone and very importantly surrounding yourself with the right kind of people who share your vision who encourage you to dream who push you that is so important and you have obviously been doing that congrats on running your your business i love your website letsgrowleaders.com i love the crisp feel of it i love the articles and the podcast that you have there on your website and I'm definitely looking forward to continuing to be in touch with you. And who knows, someday I can have you down in the Caribbean. You're going all the way to Malaysia, but I'm sure I can get you to the Caribbean at some at some point. Well, we would love <laughs> nothing better than to bring the Whittingwell message to the Caribbean, especially in the winter time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Karen. This has been a really insightful interview. And our listeners will be so pleased to be able to learn so much from you. Thank you so much, Karen. Oh, thank you so much. The pleasure's been mine. Thank you.